On today's episode, Thomas is off today, so it is just Noah and I as we give you our MLB season breakdown. We give you our division winners, individual award winners, who we think can win the World Series, and everything to do with the MLB season. Then we close it out with NCR. We talk about the Final Four and a little bit of New York Knicks basketball. So all that and more right now on the Bonafide Scrubs episode 79. Before we get started, we want to let you know that the Bonafide Scrubs podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Okay, so Noah and I live on the East Coast, and that can make it harder for us to watch some of our favorite out-of-market teams. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan. Now we can watch any team, regardless of market, with no restrictions, thanks to ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts your data and allows you to change location, tricking sites into thinking you're located somewhere else. You can use ExpressVPN to stream all sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, you name it. ExpressVPN works on all devices from smartphones, tablets, computers, and even smart TVs. It's incredibly easy to use. Just fire up the app, choose a location, and hit connect. To save money and watch all the games you want, just visit expressvpn.com slash scrubs to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrubs to get three months free. Thanks again to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the show. You know what time it is. Yeah, you know what time it is. This man was a bona fide scrub. Beginning to look a lot like baseball. Welcome back to the Bonafide Scrubs alongside Noah Levine. I'm Will Swanky. Producer Thomas is off today. So it is just the classic duo. We are back. Baseball is back. And we're recording this on opening day. And the Yankees, they just lost a difficult game in, in I almost said in overtime. That's how little we've experienced overtime. baseball recently. In extra <laughs> innings to the Toronto Blue Jays, so that's an unfortunate loss for them. Uh, Noah, your Mets, they committed their first blunder of the season. They are missing they out on opening day due to COVID, <laughs> to be specific, COVID-19. So, I mean, how do you feel that your team is missing this this very exciting day? It's okay. I mean, I didn't want to watch baseball on ESPN, and I got my wish. They're not going to be on ESPN anymore. <laughs> We needed Gary Cohen. He wasn't going to do the game today, but that game got canceled. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm still I'm glad baseball is going to be back, and I'll get two Mets games tomorrow, hopefully, then. Well, we'll see if they can recover in time. Uh, I guess it's on the table that the whole series could be postponed, so there's a chance that you might not have the Mets for a little while, but uh, uh, yeah, I guess eventually they'll get underway. Yeah, Yankees today, I mean, just it, it's a tough game. They they uh they lose three to two in not overtime but extra innings. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Cole struggled a little bit in his opening day start, gave up two runs. Uh, the reason why the Yankees basically lost is because of the runner on second base rule uh, in extra innings. I forgot which, that I brought that back. Yeah, I I despise it. I Garrett um, David Cohn brought it up on the broadcast. He said, "I can't believe." that the MLB brought back the runner on second base rule and they didn't bring a universal DH. He like couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, that doesn't that make any so sense. And yeah, I mean, he's right. We both agree that the universal DH definitely should be instated and they just have these gimmicky, ridiculous rules instead. And then Michael corrected him and he was like, well, look, it was a bargaining rule. The MLB players didn't want an eight-team playoff. So the MLB decided that if you weren't going to give them an eight-team playoff, 
they weren't going to give them the universal dh which so apparently oh, those are two on. things are connected which just is just give them very the stupid. eight teams then whatever fine eight teams as long as there's a dh but other mets news well lindor he signed for 10 years he's gonna be a met for life i mean you don't make that trade without re-signing him so he wanted 385 they came to agreement at 341 million which is about 34 and a half annually per year I mean, 385, that would have been pushing it. I'm glad he uh, he came to his senses and accepted 340 for 10 years. That's a lot of money. I don't even know if anyone's really even worth 385 million, maybe except for Mike Trout and Betts. And Lindor is clearly, he's still a great player, but he's not up to the, their level just yet. We can see he's he's age 27 and he'll be from on the Mets for the next 10 years. So I'm excited and excited for this Mets lineup. It's going to be one of the better lineups in baseball. For years, I would complain about their hitting, and now they actually have some hitters. And they, the Mets have never given out a $200 million contract ever in their history, <laughs> and this is their first one under their new owner. So that's another thing to be excited about. But, yeah, if they miss the whole series against the Nationals, oh, well, I guess we'll have to wait a few extra days for Mets baseball. Yeah, the Mets, they had to lock up Lindor for sure. I mean, you're not, as you said, you're not going to make that trade without bringing him in for the long term. Uh, I think, what did they originally offer him? Like 320 and he turned it down. So, okay. I mean, you get your extra $20 million. I guess that's worth something, but I don't really know. That's going to go away because like, uh, of taxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, so what? I, I don't know why he had to hold out for an extra $20 million. 385 I'm surprised that uh, Steve Cohen didn't just give it to him. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't think he really cared that much. But, yeah, they ended up settling on 340 so he'll be there. For the rest of his career, most likely. So the Mets get their get their star, they get their face of the franchise, and we'll see what they can do with it. I mean, uh, we're going to give our division predictions in this episode. I don't know. You had them winning the division last year. That did not work <laughs> out. They did not make the playoffs no, then... last year. So we'll yeah, see if they yeah. can turn it around. Maybe we do need eight teams and a DH for us to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh yeah, so we want to get into division winners first. Yeah, we're going to do awards, division winners, World Series, all that stuff. So I guess we can start with the division winners. You can go first. I guess we'll lead off with the NL since we're on the Mets topic. Yeah, the NL is actually the better league this year. Uh, it's, it hasn't been better for a while, even though the NL actually has won the last two World Series, now that I think about it. So I guess they really have been the better league. The Nationals beat the Cheater Astros, and then... The Dodgers beat the Rays where uh, they just went bot mode and analytics failed them in the most important game of the season. (laughs) The Dodgers are too talented, but they're going to win the NL West uh, pretty easily. They're going over 100 games. I mean, they have Betts, Bellinger. All their pitchers are great. They didn't lose anyone. They still have Seager, who might be a free agent at the end of the year. Maybe the Yankees can inquire for a shortstop like Seager or some team. Because I was hearing that the Mets, if they didn't re-sign Lindor, maybe they could just trade him and then sign Seager for way cheaper in the offseason. But no, I'd rather have Lindor. He's a more exciting player. He's a better player. But the second place team, the Padres, uh, they're going to be the wild card team. They're the elite pitching staff. They got Darvish. Now Clevenger is hurt, but they've Tatis, the rising star. I know you like rooting for the Padres. You've been to San Diego. They have a stud team this year. Machado, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer down the line. Great lineup. They're finally not poor anymore. They spent a lot of money on Tatis and Machado mm-hmm. the last two seasons, and it's going to pay dividends. And they made a bunch of p- trades for pitchers. 
that moving on the NL Central, I mean, well, hold on. I want to I want to talk about the NL West for a second. Okay. Let's go division by division. All right. Look, with the NL West, I really can't disagree with you. I really wanted to pick the Padres as my division winner. I mean, I think they made a lot of great moves in the offseason and they should be better than they were last year, which they were already on the right track uh in the last season, but the Dodgers, I mean, they are the defending champions their roster i mean it's just, it is ridiculous and they are probably the best nl team still i'm not ready to dethrone them uh in their division so i guess i do agree with you that the dodgers uh will come out on top the padres it is kind of unfortunate that they have to end up being a wild card team because i think that they're probably going to encroach 100 100 games i don't know if they'll get there 100 wins so yeah they're, they're going to be a pretty strong wild card team regardless of their win total uh, and they, I mean, am I a little bit of a front runner for rooting for them? Yes. Have I been to San Diego? Yes. Have I been to a Padres game? Yes. <laughs> Does that give me the right to root for them as a team? Not really, but they are, I guess, my favorite NL team by that virtue. So I will be rooting for the Padres if they end up facing the Dodgers at some point, but I'm not ready to put them as the division winner yet. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think there's actually a possibility if you think about it, that the Padres and Dodgers both win more games than the Yankees this year. There's that is a possibility. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe think not the Padres, but the Dodgers. Division. Yeah, the Dodgers for sure, or whoever wins that division for sure. But I don't know if uh, a second place team can get a higher win total. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious now. Let's see what the Padres' win total is. I'm sure the Dodgers is probably like 99 or 98 or something. Yes. Yeah, so the top three, the top five, I'll read the top five win totals here. And since we're on the topic, the Padres are only 93 and a half. They're in third. The Yankees, 97. Dodgers, 103 and a half. Would you take oh my the over God. 103 wins? No. They, they, <laughs> that's a lot of wins. The Red Sox, uh, they won 108 games in 2018 when they won the World Series. Maybe we'll see that Dodgers type team dominate all year again. The Braves are 91 and a half. Wow, that's pretty low. That feels pretty low to me because I think they're the third, they're top definitely. I think they might be better than the Padres, but we'll talk about that when we get to the NL East. The White Sox are 90 and a half, fifth, and the Mets at 90. So four of the top six teams reside in the NL, which makes it probably likely the better. Not the, not the better conference. <laughs> we're talking about basketball. <laughs> See, conference overtime. We don't know what sport we're in, clearly, right now. The NL. All right. Well, wrestling NL West, there's not much to talk about. The Giants, Rockies, no. and Diamondbacks all lost their stars to the Cardinals, who are going to win the NL Central. Arenado moving from the Rockies to the Cardinals. And Paul Goldschmidt two years ago. I know. Paul Goldschmidt moving from the Diamondbacks, their franchise player, to the Cardinals, teaming up. And this is the worst division in baseball by far, I'd say. Maybe the AL West, but now the AL West could have two decent teams. But the Central, the Cubs have gotten worse every year. Chris Bryant is still overrated. Anthony Rizzo is not that good. They don't have that great pitching, the Cubs. The Reds, I mean, they lost Trevor Bauer, the Mickey Mouse Cy Young Award winner to L.A., and they don't have that great of a team. Uh, otherwise, the Pirates, I nailed it last year. They were the worst team in baseball. <laughs> it's only right... I'm going to pick a new team actually this year to be the worst team in baseball. It's not going to be the Pirates. We'll, we'll talk. We'll get into that later. Let's see if I can go back to back years picking the worst team and the best team. <laughs> yeah, the NL Central, again, I'm going to agree. I, I think the Cardinals, they added Arenado, who's been an MVP candidate before. 
Uh, I think uh, Flaherty, he's going to have a longer year this year. He had battled some injuries last season. Uh, I think he, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pick him to win the, the Cy Young, but I think he's on the table, at least coming into the season. So they have themselves a true ace there with him. This team, I mean, it clearly is significantly more talented than the rest of this division. So yeah, just by proxy of being able to play a, a really weak division, they they should be pretty good and they should win. And the Cardinals, I mean, look, they have the second most World Series all time. They are consistently a great team. So I wouldn't be surprised if they actually are able to to shock some people and have a great season and do some damage. But yeah, for now, I'm just going to pick them to win this division against a really weak uh, competition. Yeah, I like the Cardinals lineup, but outside of Flaherty, I don't really like their pitchers that much. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's not that great. They don't have. They realistically, they don't have that great of a roster. At but they got Arenado for free, basically, and they got fifty million from the Rockies. I don't know why the Mets couldn't just do that trade. They gave up nothing. <laughs> we could have had a third base, which is one of the Mets' holes this year. We could have Arenado and Lindor in the same offseason. That've been pretty crazy. But the Cardinals have the twelfth highest win total at eighty six, and that's pretty damn low. That's the NL Central winner, so it's not going to be a great division for baseball fans. Moving on to the NL East, maybe the best division in baseball. Uh, The Marlins, they were the eighth seed last year. That was a fluke. That was a Mickey Mouse season. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, even if there was eight teams. The Mets improved a lot, as we've been talking about earlier. The Braves, I think they they could potentially make the World Series. They did blow a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers, but they still have a great team. They're getting Soroka back in May. Their ace, who they didn't have last year at all, of a torn Achilles like in the, his first start they have the hitting Acuna Freeman they have Ozuna they have a lot of great players and the Nationals are not a bad team at all either with Scherzer they still have Corbin Annabelle Sanchez and Soto he might win the MVP this year he might be one of the best players in baseball the young Babe Ruth the next the lefty the next the black Babe Ruth maybe <laughs> just <laughs> Who, who should have won World Series MVP for the Nationals, but he's one of the best, best young stars in baseball. This Nationals team is still good, but I don't think they're bad than the Mets or Braves. And the Phillies are in fourth, and they're not that bad at all. I mean, Bryce Harper led you to your to a fantasy championship last year. That's right. They they have Alec Bohm, a, a, their rookie third baseman. He's supposed to be pretty damn good. They have some good pitchers. Nola's an ace. They're a good team. And then there's the Marlins, cheap as hell as usual. They got some good pitchers, but their hitting really isn't anything special. They did add Starling Marte in the offseason, a solid outfielder from Pittsburgh. But I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Mets and Braves will be at the top of this division for most of the season. Washington could be third, but they could be a wild card team. I think they will be. The Marlins had their magic run at the end of last year. I mean, they ended up sneaking into the playoffs over the Mets, uh, which is I know. very funny to me. but. They were on fire at the end of last year. We'll see if they can continue that type of momentum. I don't think they can. Uh, they probably do end up being one of the worst teams in this division just because the rest of the teams actually end up getting stronger. But just for my pick, I mean, who are you picking? Did you Are you picking the Braves to win? I, I'm surprised you picked the Mets. No, I, I, I'm going to learn from last year. The Braves still okay. have a better team than the Mets currently. Yeah, I respect it. The Braves, I really like the Braves. I'm going to come back to them later. When we give out some individual awards, but this team to me, I mean, they were one series away from going to the World Series. I think they could potentially get there this season. I, I just, their team, it, it's very strong. Their rotation is strong. 
Soroka's coming back. They're going to get one of their aces back. So this team, it really can, it can only go up. Acuna, he battled some injuries last year. If he doesn't have that problem again, he's going to be healthy for most of their games. So the Braves already a great team. They have the reigning NL MVP with Freddie Freeman. I see no reason why they can't repeat as division champions and make a deep playoff run. So the Braves for me are definitely my NL East division winner. Yeah, the Mets are their win total is ninety, just below the Braves. There, they're sixth. I they still have some holes. Third base, the Mets are not a great defensive team. We know that JD Davis is a good hitter, but we'll see how he improves his D at third this year. The Mets they get obviously better at shortstop with Lindor, and they signed some nice bench players in VR and Albert Almora to fill those center field holes. I mean, Pete, uh, he didn't have that great of a year last year, but he was great in spring training and seeing Lindor. I always complain about their hitting. It's going to be good this year, but once Mets get Syndergaard and Carrasco back, which will probably be in June, their pitching staff is going to be one of the better ones in baseball. They have DeGrom, who could potentially win the Cy Young again. And Taiwan Walker, I, I know that you said he wasn't that good in the AL last year, but he he actually ended up with a solid season. And, and now he goes to the NL, to a pitcher's park. He'll probably be a solid fifth star for the Mets. And adding Trevor May and Anthony Lupo into the bullpen, the Mets fed bullpen struggles for years. Those two guys are definitely going to help. And Diaz had a great 2020. I expect him to have another great 20, to have a great 2021. But if they get something out of Batances and Familia, they'll, they'll be a strong bullpen for most of the season. We'll see if uh, Pete Alonso can have a bounce back year. He's right, right now he's on the Aaron Judge trajectory of having – the best year of his career is at least he's year. not at least he's not hurt every year <laughs> okay i hope fine. he doesn't get I mean, hurt it's a, it's a fair jab but pete i mean he hit what did he hit uh just above 200 last year so the average i guess it's really never been there but i mean he just he had a day he broke the rookie home run record so uh i don't know if he could ever get back to a level like that but we'll see if he can have a bounce back season and contribute to this team in a full year finally yeah, and Dom Smith was a breakout player for the Mets last year. He'll probably continue. It would have been nice if there's a DH because he could DH him or JD Davis, but no, they had to. They wanted the, the, the players were stingy and they wanted those six playoff teams again. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I want the DH. I don't know why those. Have I don't to know correlate. why they can't have both. I don't know why it can't be the. Why can't they have the best of both worlds? DH. Yeah, but this Mets lineup is going to score a lot of runs. Probably not as good as the Yankees lineup, but they'll be top five in runs score at the end of the season probably all right let's move to some individual awards for the nl since we're here uh, i guess we'll start off with the nl mvp and i said i was going to go back to the braves for this and uh, i'm gonna do it i think ronald acuna is going to win the nl mvp uh just one of the more talented young players in baseball had his injury problems in the short season last year but i mean he is one of the great players in baseball for a reason they had the nl mvp last year with Freddie Freeman, I think this team is going to be good enough to have an MVP candidate on it. I know the records don't necessarily matter for MVP. Trout wins it every year, even though his team never makes the playoffs, which I think is really dumb. I think it should matter if your team is good enough uh, to to win MVP. But I think it's going to be Acuna. I, I think he has a chance to get you know over 40 home runs. Uh, he's a steal threat as well. He's going to have the batting average, high RBI total. I just think as an offensive player, uh, he's everything you could want. And this team is going to be a World Series contender. So for those reasons, I'm picking him to win NL MVP. I don't know if there's anybody else I, I could see doing it. I mean, I know there's 
hot players like Tatis is going to be in the conversation. Uh, some other players as well, but I'm going with Acuna. I'm actually, I would have picked Acuna. I think I picked him last year and he didn't win, but he had those injury struggles, as you mentioned. I'm going to stay in the NL East, and it's not going to be an Atlanta Brave. It's actually going to be Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals. He's going to hit close to 40 home runs. He could steal bases, and he'll probably have over 100 RBIs. He's the man now that Rendon left, and Harper obviously left, but they still won a World Series without Harper. Soto, I mean, he's... A lot of people talk about Fran Tatis a lot, but we should talk about Juan Soto. He's he's played more than one full. He's played more than like 90 games like Tatis <laughs> says. Soto deserves a big contract. He's one of the best young stars in baseball. I think he could easily win the home run or not the home run champion, the uh, NL MVP this season. Yeah, Soto, I mean, the NL East, two of the better young players in baseball, two of those players definitely have a chance to win the MVP with Acuna and Soto himself. Uh, Soto already a World Series champion, so he accomplishes that before getting the individual awards. Hopefully his team actually gets on the field and doesn't just sit out with Corona for like a million games. But Yeah, we kind of need to play to against a, you guys. An inauspicious <laughs> start to the, to the new season for the Nationals. But yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know how good the Nationals are going to be. I guess you could throw that out when picking baseball MVPs, but Soto definitely has a shot to do it. If uh, if the records mattered, I don't know if I'd be willing to to consider him. But because they don't, I guess it really doesn't mean anything. He could easily win. All right, let's like let's talk about Cy Young. There's only a there's a few guys you could pick for this award, but I guess I'll be biased. But uh, it's gonna be Jacob Degrom. He's gonna win his <laughs> third Cy Young in four years. He's 33. What he what he ages, he throws harder and harder. He was throwing 101 on f- some fastballs in spring training. He wants to be a. He said in the offseason he wants to be a Hall of Famer, and I mean he's having a a a five year stretch. If he wins the Cy Young three and four years, and what he's been doing since he came into the league, he's having a maybe a Tom Seaver or Sandy Koufax type stretch of five years, and. That's awesome as a Mets fan. I mean, the Seaver wasn't even on the Mets for the majority of his career. He was on the Reds, unfortunately. But Grom's probably going to be a Met for life. One of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, yeah, he honestly, I think he would have won the Cyan last year if it wasn't a 60-game season. I think he could have caught Bauer and won. He's such a great competitor and pitcher. And I think he'll win his third in four years, and he'll definitely upgrade his future Hall of Fame resume. We just got, and he'll finally get some runs this year. We can, maybe he could add some more wins. Maybe he could be a 15, 20 game winner this year if they score enough runs for him. Yeah, it's hard not to pick DeGrom. I mean, I picked him last year and it didn't work out because the short year Bauer ended up winning. He had a great season too. But DeGrom, I mean, I almost picked him again just because, like you said, the run support that'll be there for him. The win total will go up, which has always been a criticism from me. <laughs> uh, but in, in an effort to not be boring, I'm not going to pick him. I want to pick you, Darvish, as my son. Wow. Winner. Wow. That's that's interesting. Not even Bauer or. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some Padres bias coming into play here potentially. But with Darvish, I mean, he's going to a team that like we talk about with DeGrom and the run support. I mean, this this Padres lineup is going to be stacked with players that can score runs he's gonna definitely have the run support there uh darvish last year had a great campaign and was in the scion conversation so i don't see why he can't do it again with a better team and i mean with darvish he's just had a a ridiculous transformation in sort of the second half 
uh, I guess, final third of his career. I mean, he has not pitched like this in quite some time. He has been on a, on a ridiculous tear, and I think he has a chance to win the NL Cy Young. Bauer, I mean, if we're just going to say he won a Mickey Mouse Cy Young, I don't know if he can do it again in a full year. So I guess that's why I'm leaning away from him. But I think Darvish has the consistency to be able to do it. Yeah, those are all good points. But uh, you're picking a severe underdog against DeGrom. Clearly, he doesn't really have any bad starts ever, honestly. It just he doesn't win enough games sometimes because his team doesn't score runs. All right, how about the AL division winners? We could start off in the West like we did with the NL. Uh, this was a tough one for me. I went back and forth between the A's and the Astros. I'm actually going to go with the A's here to win this division. The Astros, for me, they lost too many good players in the offseason. Uh, Springer is now gone. Uh, Correa and, and Altuve had uh, uh, struggled last season. I don't know if they can get back to form. We'll see. I mean, maybe they benefited from banging the, the trash can too much. Maybe they don't know how to play anymore. Just normal. So who knows what's going to happen with them this year. But I don't know if I, I trust them. Uh, to win this division. So I'm going to go with the A's. Uh, they had some injury problems last year as well. Chapman went down. Uh, Olsen struggled with some injuries, but I think the A's, they have a, a strong rotation with Montas and Bassett. Those are their two better pitchers. This team has the rotation and their lineup is pretty strong. So I, I think the A's are going to win this division. The Angels, I consider two. I guess it's really a three-team race between them, but they just never make the playoffs. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of funny that they never are able to make it. So I, I, I hope that streak continues, and that's why I'm going to have them not winning this division. Yeah, I'm going to go with the A's. The Astros lost too many guys in the past couple years. We, we know they lost Garrett Cole. They lost Springer in this offseason. They lost Brantley. Is Brantley on that team? I think he – did he leave? No, I'm thinking of someone else. But their, their team, Jordan Alvarez is a great hitter. They have a lot of great hitters, but – they don't have that many known pitchers yet. Lance McCullers re-signed for a while. He's a solid pitcher there. But they're not better than Oakland. Oakland did lose Marcus Simeon, a big piece of their team, but they still have a lot of great hitters in Chapman Olsen, as you mentioned. And their pitching is good, and Oakland's a tough park to play in. And I just th- – this division's pretty bad. The Mariners are not good. And uh, the worst team in baseball I'm picking this year from this division is actually going to be the Texas Rangers – as I okay. say that, as I say that, they are winning against the Royals right now, eight to five. But uh, that's a fluke because this team has no good pitchers on it, and they're hitting. It's just a bunch of random guys besides Joey Gallo who can potentially hit forty-five home runs this year. I mean, they have Brock Holt. I mean, that guy was like the ninth hitter on the Red Sox for a while. Nick Solak, like these, none of these guys are very good. Texas. They're going to be really bad this year. They're going to be worse than the Marlins and Tigers and Orioles and all those teams. So let's see if I can get that prediction right. I'm going with Texas as the worst team. And Angels never make the playoffs. So they're not going to make it, of course. They still don't have any good pitching. You can't make the playoffs without good pitchers on your team. And they don't have that. And the Astros, I mean, I'm not, they're going to miss the playoffs. I'm not trusting them. There's going to be some other teams that are going to make it over them for the last. Texas, the worst team. I mean, they just played the World Series in their brand new stadium. So I guess that's going to be going to waste hosting a terrible team for an entire season. Yeah, it, it is. They are not going to score many runs and win many games this season. All right. How about the AL Central? This, I mean, it's basically a battle between two teams with the White Sox and the Twins. The Twins have 
won the division the last two seasons. But the White Sox, I'm going to pick them to come out on top this time. I know they're going to be missing Eloy for a couple of, I guess, a couple of months. He's going to be out. He's going to be out five or six months, I saw. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that's a big tough blow. for them. But I don't know. I think the rest of their lineup is still, uh, it's still good enough to get them to the top of this division. They added uh, Lance Lynn in the offseason, too, to bolster their rotation. Uh, Kyle Hendricks as their bullpen. I mean, this team, it already had the offense. We know that for sure. And they already have improved their pitching quite a bit, I think. So I think their rotation gets stronger. I think it's enough to get them the division win. Uh, the division win. They had the reigning MVP with uh, Jose Abreu. So, I mean, this team to me, it, it has the formula to win. I mean, they added great pitchers and they already had excellent offense. So, no reason why I don't think they can beat the Twins this year. The Twins lost some players, too. I mean, they lost Rosario. Uh, they're not going to be as strong as they were uh, last season. Definitely not. And the White Sox, I mean, their win total is only 90 and a half. That seems too low to me. I think they can easily win 95 games. Royals and Tigers are not great. They could beat up on those teams. And Indians, they don't really have that many great players anymore. They I mean, they lost Lindor. They don't have the hitting as they do, but they still have great pitching. But I don't think it's going to... Do, do them enough for them to make the playoffs. I agree. White Sox, I mean, they could potentially make the World Series. We'll see. They are a great team, and I'm, I'm rooting for them. They're my AL team, just like the Padres, your NL team. I hope the White mm-hmm. Sox go far this season. They have a lot of great, fun young players to watch. The AL East, the division where my favorite team lives, the Yankees, and it's they, they basically choked away the division last year. They lost it to the Blue Jays, or not the Blue Jays, the Rays, who <laughs> ended up going to the World Series and had a great uh, regular season. So in the short year, they were a- able to take advantage and get a division championship. But uh, I'm not going to say that happens again. They definitely got worse. They lost Morton and Snell, two big pieces of their rotation. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have the pitching this year to be able to keep up. So the Yankees, they are a lot of people's World Series pick to come out of the AL. Uh, they're definitely going to win this division. They have something to prove. I mean, they've it's just been year after year of them being one of the better teams uh, and favorites to win, and they just haven't gotten it done. So I think they're going to be mad. Unfortunately, they did lose their opening day game today, but I don't think that's going to be what's going to be consistent. I, I think they're going to be able to come out on this division. Uh, it's I mean, it's decent. The Rays are decent. The Blue Jays also as well are a lot of people's you know sleeper team this year they have definitely a lot of young talent that's gonna emerge this season but the yankees they're just they're too strong to me i hope they can win the division but it just seems logically that they're gonna be able to come out on top you shouldn't be worried about the yankees they're gonna win this division they're the best team in the al by far probably they all definitely got worse i mean there's honestly no excuse why the yankees can't make the world series this year Although their division is tough, just like the NLDs, I do have the Rays and the Blue Jays both making the playoffs as the wild card team. So just, or no, excuse me, only the, ooh, that's me tough, the Rays and Blue Jays, because it depends if the Blue Jays are going to make it, they're going to have to outplay the Twins this year. And I don't know if that can happen, but uh, you know what? I'm going to pencil them in. Blue Jays and Rays are going to make the wild card spots with just the White Sox and A's making it from their divisions and the Yankees win the division. Toronto improved a lot. Simeon and Springer, I mean, their lineup up and they beat the Yankees today. 
up and down their lineup. A lot of talented young players. They add some pitchers in the offseason. The Blue Jays, they're a good team. I don't know how the Rays do it every year. The cheapest budget or payroll. They don't have that many great hitters. They lost some pitchers, but they always find a way. Their bullpen's amazing. They'll probably they'll sneak into the playoffs, but if the Yankees, I mean, they really there's no excuse why this team can't be representing the AL World Series this year. Yeah, they should be. The Rays, Randy Orozina, friend of the show as we like to call him. <laughs> yeah, friend uh, of the show, Randy Orozina. He's looking to have a great full season after his sort of breakout year last year. Uh, for my wild card teams, I, I mean, I am going to pick the Blue Jays and I'm also going to pick the Twins. So I think the Rays fall out this year after going to the World Series. I don't know if they have it in them to have a great year again. So I think the Twins and Blue Jays are stronger teams this season. Yeah, that's definitely fair. The Twins are a good team. They they score so many runs every day, and they could definitely do that all season. All right, how about individual awards in the AL? MVP, let's start off with that. I want to hear your MVP uh, to start off. I picked Glaber Torres last year in MVP. Clearly regressed after his like monster season two years ago. He's probably not going to wait. I'm going to be boring. I'm going to pick no other than Mike Trout, who I drafted second in fantasy this year. He's just the best player in baseball and the AL. I mean, he could easily hit 40 home runs again, driving 100 runs. His team may not win, but that doesn't matter because he because he puts up the stats in all categories, average runs. He steals bases. He's awesome at defense. And he's just by head and shoulders above everyone in the AL now that Betts is gone. So Mike Trout is going to be the AL MVP. Yeah, I find it hard to disagree, and it bothers me because Trout, I mean, he's never made the playoffs, folks. I mean, think about that. He made it once. He made it once. Okay, fine. He's like Anthony Davis in New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah, and Anthony Davis never won anything. Yeah, and that's why he had to join LeBron. So Mike Trout needs to join, I don't know, Mookie Betts or some. He needs to join some team. Imagine he was if he was on the Dodgers, they would have to cancel that. Maybe he should he should have joined the Mets. I forget who I picked for AL MVP last year. Oh, I picked uh, I picked Garrett Cole to win. That did not uh, work out. Did you actually pick a pitcher to win? Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Wait, let's look at this. I gotta I gotta scroll down. We have a lot of pictures. As always, follow at the Bonafide Scrubs on Instagram. Okay, so your Sayang was Garrett Cole and DeGrom. You had the Yankees losing to the Dodgers in the World Series. <laughs> no, you had um your MVP was Glaber. Oh, what? You who did and you, you pick? And you, and you picked Cody as your NL MVP. I I picked we both picked Glaber. We're both wow, we're both oh, bad. Man. I picked Acuna last year. I remember that. Yeah, so the Pirates would be the worst team. Uh oh, okay. So let's look at our division winners from last year. The Reds, uh, did they win? I don't think so. The Braves won the division. The Dodgers did. The Astros didn't. The Twins did. The Yankees didn't. Yeah, wow. We had the Mets making the playoffs last year, and the, and that did not happen. The Nationals. Well, yeah, you we, did. We, I didn't. Oh, I'm looking at your division winners and playoff teams. I had the Braves winning the division. I uh, see it right here. No, you had the... Yeah, yeah, you had the you. Braves. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Mets. Okay, yeah. Anyways, so you're not gonna pick Glaber again. So who is it? It's gonna be Trout. I did. I have to. I mean, there's just nobody else. I mean, unless people shock us, somebody comes out and just maybe like. I mean, Abreu was kind of a shot in the dark last year. Nobody probably predicted that. So, I guess it's possible. I mean, maybe another White Sox does it. Maybe like Tim Anderson 
can win MVP or something, but I don't know. It just it's too difficult to pick against like a monster like Trout. He just I mean he clearly is the best hitter. Uh and I mean if he makes the playoffs, I can only add to his resume. So I yeah. guess I will go with Trout, even though it's boring. My shot in the dark MVP for Dale, if I had to pick one, be Jose Ramirez. I mean, he's probably mad they didn't pay Lindor and he left. He's the only guy in the team. And he steals bases. I mean, he's fat. I don't even know how he steals bases with his weight. He could do a little bit of everything. He could easily he could easily hit 35 home runs and drive 100 runs and steal 30 bases. So he'd be my shot in the dark MVP if I had to pick one. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I don't know if I agree, but a lot of people like think Otani can win MVP. Honestly, Otani, he might be the most overrated player in MLB history if I had to like think about it. I yeah. He just people think he's like literally God and he just is he always gets injured. He's just never been exceptionally great to me. I, I don't know. I think he's He's been hurt a lot. The, the the pitching and hitting thing makes a lot of people overrate him. I think I think Gene Carlos stands getting in that overrated list. I mean, this guy doesn't play games, and he hasn't. When was the last I time he was good for the Yankees? Shot the dark MVP for no, now. no, no. That guy, that guy can't play in New York. It's clear. He needs to be in Miami <laughs> where was. nobody's watching him. He was by far the best player in the playoffs last year for them, and he had a great season. Yeah, the the playoff. Yeah, like the playoffs last year to the Mickey Mouse season. He can't play in New York. I don't know. I don't know. What. Judge is better than him. DJ is better than him. Glaber is better than him. I mean, Stan went 0 for 4 today. The man, he's, he crumbles sometimes. Okay, well, that whole game was crap. And he's hurt a Everybody lot. Sucked. I'm just, I don't, I think he's get, entering the overrated territory. I mean, he gets paid 300 million. And, and is, is he better than the, any of the guys that make 300 million now? Is he better than Machado, Harper, Trout? Arenado Lindor. I mean, I don't think he's better than any of those guys. And uh, I mean, I don't I mean know, he could definitely not. shut me up and hit 50 home runs this year, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, he got hot at the right time. He he hit 70 home runs almost and got paid. That's just how it works. Yeah, he, he did it for the Marlins. Otani, yeah, he realistically, if he's healthy, maybe he can have like 13 wins pitching with a three ERA. That's his talent pitching. And he, could he also hit 25 home runs? I mean, if he does that, then he should win MVP. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people thinking he could hit win 15 games pitching and hit 25 home runs with like 80 RBIs, because he'll pitch once every five days, but it'll also be in the lineup every other day. So, I mean, yeah, he's been pretty overhyped, but uh, he hasn't panned out quite yet. Maybe this is the year for him. All right, how about AL Cy Young? Everybody across the board is just picking Garrett Cole. Uh, I picked him last year. I got it right. Did, I did, Bieber last year. He yeah, won. Wow, what a what a smart choice. Bieber got cooked today uh, in opening day. They lost three two. Yeah, he uh, he pitched all right. I think he sold like tw- he still had twelve strikeouts, but he gave up two runs. <laughs> I don't know if that's getting cooked, but uh, they did lose the game. So shame on him. Yeah, to me, I mean, it's just between two guys. I think Cole obviously has a shot again. I I could pick him back to back years. Giolito to me also has a strong campaign. I mean, he threw a no hitter last year, uh, kind of had an excellent season. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm touting the White Sox. I think they can win their division for the first time in the last few years. So, uh, I guess I'll pick uh, Giolito to win the Cy Young. I think he will definitely have the run support to do it. Garrett Cole, I I mean, in uh, I'm trying to avoid being like just a homer and a Yankees front runner, but. 
it's hard not to be. But I do think Giolito has what it takes. I mean, he clearly had a great season in the short year, so he'll have to prove it in a real season. But uh, that team, to me, the White Sox, I mean, they're going to be a really great team. So I'm going to go with Giolito. I thought you were going to pick Cole. I was going to pick Giolito the whole time. Oh, wow. I'm going, See, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Giolito. He's been good, getting better and better every year. He definitely has what it takes to win the Cy Young. I think he had like a 3 3 RA last year. I mean, he's the ace of a really good team. That This team score gives him runs. He can win 15 games easily. Yeah, he's a great pitcher and he threw a no hitter last year. So add that to his resume. Garrett Cole just, I mean, he's been a little underwhelming. I say he's a good pitcher. He's been a little underwhelming since he came to New York. I mean, they did lose today. I mean, yeah, it's one star. I'm not going to get too crazy about it, but he has been a little underwhelming. Maybe he's not worth the 300 million like Stan is. <sighs> I, I guess. I, I think the hype for him coming in was just so insane that and it, he had a good yeah. year last year. He didn't, he didn't he was good poorly, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess you expect him to come in and win 20 games, and it's like, it's just, it's not yeah, always going it to happen. Yeah, and ESPN ranked him ahead of the Grom for this season, so that's just disgusting in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring back that drop, but that's just disgusting in itself. Yeah, I just, Grom is clearly better, but can Garrett have one better season? I mean, I guess it's definitely possible. possible. Yeah, we saw Garrett. I mean, he won like 20 games every year for the Astros. He just, I don't know. Uh, it hasn't been, although it's a short, it was a short season last year, just hasn't been up to par what we, we expect from Garrett Cole. Moving on from the awards and stuff, now we're going to do our World Series predictions. I mean, it, my, my pick's going to be really chalky. I mean, I don't see how anyone beats the Dodgers in the NL once again. I was thinking of putting the Braves, but I'm too scared. I don't think they're actually going to do it. They're not good enough still. The Dodgers, how do you be a team with Betts and Bellinger? And now they added Bauer to that rotation with Kershaw. I mean, yeah, they, they're they probably going to go back to the World Series. And the AL, I picked the Yankees last – or no, I did not pick the – no, I did pick the Yankees last year. It's Yankees-Mets, and that, that, <laughs> that did not happen. was not Yikes. close to happening at all. But I'm going to pick the Yankees again. They're actually going to do it. They're going to come out the AL like they, they've had been trying to do the last like 10 years. They're going to come back. And they're going to lose to the Dodgers, unfortunately, for you. They are not better than the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are better pitching and maybe even better hitters on their team. They just have a great bullpen. They match up well against the Yankees. I would love to see the White Sox make the World Series. That'd be my other team. But I don't think they have what it takes to beat a, a Yankees team that's played in a lot of big playoff games together. I picked the Yankees and the Dodgers last year to be my series. They got one of the teams right. Uh, the Yankees didn't even win their division last year. So they had their problems. I don't really want to do it again, but I I feel like I have to because, look, I wanted to pick the Braves and the Yankees as my World Series, but the Dodgers, I mean, you already highlighted it. They added the the reigning Cy Young. They added to an already great rotation. So now they're, their top four in the playoffs is going to be Bauer, Kershaw, Walker Bueller, and... Who else? Like Dustin May, I guess, is their fourth. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. But they already have uh, an excellent rotation. Those top three guys are elite. And then they're, I mean, they're hitting. Bellinger had like a down year last year for the guy who came off as the reigning MVP. So I think he gets back to form and that just makes the team even more insane. So 
with that hitting and that pitching, I can't, I, I can't pick the Braves to beat that. I can't pick the Padres. I mean, those are my two other teams that I would consider uh, to do it. And then in the AL, I, I mean, I want to pick the Yankees to make it. So I'm going to do that. I mean, I think the, the White Sox have the potential to be a better all-around team, but with Jimenez out and the Yankees, I mean, they they have something to prove this year, so they're going to be extra motivated. So I'm going to go with the two. I'm going to go with the Yankees and the Dodgers, even though I would like to pick maybe like the Padres and the and the White Sox or That'd be the fun. Braves yeah. and the White Sox to potentially do it. But I guess it's just it's impossible to to have a logical <laughs> prediction without picking the chalk people. It just isn't. Well, you, as we've seen baseball, I mean, not always the best team in the league wins. So there's that going for maybe the Braves and Braves and White Sox can shock people. I mean, nobody ever thought the Nationals would win when they won the World Series in 2019 at the Astros. I mean, and nobody thought the Rays would really make the World Series last year. And they did, although they lost, they still made a lot of people shake their heads. Yeah, I I'm not gonna go away from the chalk. It'd be it'd be interesting to see like Oakland and the Dodgers or something like a different AL team. But the Yankees don't make it this year. I mean, what are you <sighs> even doing? It. What are you even doing, Aaron Boone? <laughs> this is why this is so easy. This is wide open. There's no team that can clearly beat them in a series. I, don't I know think. the AL is really it's the it Yankees really, and everybody else. Yeah, the NL has, has the Padres, Braves, and Dodgers and Mets all contending it's going to be tough to come on the nl for a team not named the dodgers this is a tcr special report now reporting randy arosina this guy is a fraud when the clock struck six it meant one thing like what's the point of snow cleveland this is for you woman empowerment Shout out to them. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Noah Levine. I love this kid. What? It's not TCR, it's NCR, and Thomas is not here. He might be absent for a month because of schoolwork. I am not absent with COVID-19 currently. I don't know if we said the beginning of the show, but... I don't even think we talked about it at all. No, we didn't, and... It should be leaving my body very soon. This is going to be my this is my ninth day of quarantine when we're recording this. I mean, I feel f- completely fine. I feel honestly really healthy. I just I just lost my taste. I don't have my taste or smell really, so that's unfortunate. But I don't I don't even have a stuffy nose anymore or anything. And I never really ha- I never had a major stuffy nose or a fever or anything. I know Thomas he had a fever when he had it, and uh, but I feel great. I should be should be out of this quarantine on tomorrow when this episode releases COVID. I mean, it's, it's not, it's like a cold with bop. And if I had to say it for young people, (laughs) it's a cold with bop. Uh, I would personally rather have a fever for a few days than lose my taste because I don't know when my taste is coming back. At least with the fever, you're guaranteed to know it's going to end like in a day or two. So there's that. I, I've heard people lose their taste for weeks after COVID. They got COVID. That, that could be me. Who knows? And even months. My friend who got COVID in November around Thanksgiving has not gotten his taste back. And we're in April. It's April 1st. April Fool's. Um, so if I lose my taste for like the whole summer, that would be a shame. I, there's no point in me eating Chick-fil-A anymore, I guess. Might as well just eat healthy stuff. 
Yeah, I guess you know, the benefit is you can only eat healthy stuff because you're just wasting your time. I might as well just, you know, like I, I, I was thinking if that actually happened, I think I would just work out so much and just have drink protein shakes all day. Like I, I <laughs> drink I would, like disgusting and eat yeah, just like green vegetables yeah, I, every day. I, I wouldn't be able to taste it. So I could just do that all day and get bigger. I mean, that'd be the only benefit. I, I, I would like to be able to taste my Chick-fil-A and my McDonald's uh, in a, in a week or something, but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, there is something to be said about not having taste. I mean, it does benefit. There is some benefit to it. But yeah, I guess Thomas did get lucky. He got COVID and didn't lose it. So I mean, I'm the only one here who's been Corona free for over a year. So I don't know. I'm I'm on edge. I feel like it's yeah, coming for it, me it, it, it's uh, most of the show. Yeah, right now you're at the play with two strikes. You're staying alive, fouling it <laughs> off. It, it got to me and Tom. Know, me and Thomas really. both. Me and Thomas both struck out. Two of the three people that work for this show got it. Yeah, I got it at school. I didn't think I had it. And then I Wednesday night, my nose started feeling really weird. It wasn't didn't feel like I had a cold, but like it, it was weird. It just I don't know how to describe it. My nose felt really weird up here. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I have COVID. And then I lost my taste the next day. So I'm like, yep, I have it. And my whole house of college got it. Really unfortunate. I know people only lost taste for a few days, but for me, it's been running a week without it. So, oh, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a tough scene. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, hopefully, I can get the vaccine soon, just like my daddy got both of his shots completed. Um, congrats to him. But now, moving on from COVID, uh, we don't really have many birthdays to get out today, but we'll give a birthday shout out to Mitchell Robinson. It's April Fools. It's his birthday. Well, it's gonna go out tomorrow, but yeah, yeah, we have. We, I don't know anyone's birthday in April second. I know your birthday is April fifth. We will not be here, or maybe we will be here recording on Monday, April fifth. Who knows? You and Russell, Russell's a fan of the show. <laughs> he listens to the our show the most on Spotify, so uh, we're also on Spotify. You can follow us on there. But NCR, I think we start off the final four. Well, it is tomorrow. Secondly, I guess two days from now when we're recording, but a day from tomorrow when this is going up. Baylor and Houston, the fraud Houston, they got into the Final Four. I know Pat has them winning it all. They've played only double-digit seeds to get here, and I don't think they're really going to beat Baylor. Baylor's one of the best teams in the country. Great shooting. They play great defense. All their guards are great. Uh, Baylor should win this game, I feel like, pretty easily. To face the Zags, the Zags are playing an 11 seed UCLA. I can't believe UCLA. I remember when you said uh, that region is going to be AIDS to predict. Uh, when and it was because UCLA 11 seed came out bad game. And fun fact, UCLA got outshot every game of the tournament, but yet they're in the final four. They kept winning. They were down like 12 to Michigan State in the first half in the play-in game. Then they ended up winning that game, and here they are. So, yeah, at least they got that prediction right, saying it was going to be impossible, and it was. So, I yeah, guess nobody picked UCLA. A little, a little bit of credit, but yeah, I mean, going back to the other game, the, the it's a Texas showdown. I mean, Baylor and Houston going at it. Shout out to Thomas, the the Shake It Out West matchup. I guess we can call it in honor of him uh, talking about the Shake It Out West Spurs way back. Number eight, I have Shake It Out West, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Why did you just say that? I came up with funny theme names. Yeah, for Baylor, I mean, both of us have them winning the whole thing, and they're still here surviving. They are a fantastic team, and I agree with you. I think Houston is a fraud. The fact that they've played only double-digit teams, now they're going to play probably, I guess, 
based on the power rankings, the second best team behind Gonzaga. So I expect Baylor to cook them, but I don't know. I mean, Houston, they're not they're not a bad team. They are a two seed for a reason. So we'll see if they can give Baylor a run for their money, but I will be, I will be rooting for Baylor in effort to keep my bracket somewhat revivable. I guess if Baylor wins, I'll, I could at least say that I picked the champion correctly. So I got to have them make the championship beat Houston on the other side. I mean, look, UCLA has had a magical run the second 11th seed in, in the last two tournaments to make it with loyal Chicago, obviously the last 11th seed to do it. So something about the 11th seed, I guess it has some kind of magic, but I mean, their run has to end here, right? I mean, they're not going to lose to Jalen Suggs, Drew Time, uh, Timmy. Corey, I can't believe you you, you really said Drew Time on this show. Is it Timmy? Like, uh, yeah, it's what? Timmy. <laughs> it's two M's. The, the, the freaking the March Madness Instagram. They always post about uh, about time, time. So I always think that it's time. No, it's Drew Timmy, and I don't think Gonzaga is going to lose. It's a UCLA at least. But Gonzaga Baylor, that is an interesting matchup for real. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the one we both predicted. It, it's kind of chalk, but yeah, I'm kind of scared. I mean, the Zags... that game is going to be, it's going to be a fantastic game if it ends up happening. Yeah, the Zags are have not lost at all, so they could be in the championship with no losses, and no team has completed that feat since Indiana when they went, they won it all with Bob Knight. They went undefeated. That was the last thing to go undefeated. So, I mean, it'd be absolutely insane if UCLA pulled off a win, the 11 seed making the, the championship. That's never happened. All the 11 seeds that made the Final Four lost in the Final Four. Probably going to happen again. But Baylor-Gonzaga, for your birthday present, that'd be a great championship. And hopefully Baylor can reel it in. Yeah, I mean, that that would be pretty hype. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm in a bunch of pools where I can win money. I don't know where I stand in terms of all the other Baylor kids, uh, if it's possible for me to win. But, I mean, if that actually happens, if that matchup takes place and Baylor wins and I end up winning one of these pools, I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty hype. Uh, a good a good birthday wish is to get some money from that. All right, maybe we should start touching on the Knicks here. Well, I can't believe they lost to the T-Wolves uh, last, last night. I mean, they're up 18, up the whole game, and then Anthony Edwards made some clutch plays. I can't believe it. The rookie beat us. Yeah, disgusting loss. I mean, the Knicks were up 18 in this game, and they ended up blowing it. Uh, just, I mean, that's pretty much unacceptable from a team that is was a game above 500. Now they're back at 500 again because of that. I mean, they just they can't they can't pull away. They can't go up two two games above 500. Three games, they can't do it. They're on a two game losing streak now, losing to the Heat and kind of an ugly game. Barrett didn't even have 10 points in that game, and now he's questionable for. I guess the game tonight against Tingus Pingus, he has an ankle injury potentially. So if he's out and D Rose is still out, they're not going to win that game against Luca and Tingus. So we could be potentially looking at a three game losing streak and it could have been avoided if they just beat a freaking 10 win team or whatever with the damn T wolves uh, team that they were already up by 20 basically in that game. So pretty much unacceptable. It's again, another pattern with the Knicks is they just, they go up, they were up 18 in the second half. And the T-Wolves ended up coming all the way back. It's happened before. The T-Wolves, the Knicks won their first matchup against them barely, but it was a similar game where they ended up coming all the way back. Uh, it's happened a couple of times against the Pistons too, where they closed the gap. And so against these weak teams, you expect the Knicks at this point in the season to be able to beat them 
And I mean, it, it is a bad loss, uh, potentially creating a, a losing streak situation here. So they got to do better than that. If they end up making the playoffs, you know, you're not going to be able to, to, to blow 18 point leads and win a series. So they got to clean that up and, and figure things out. But they, I mean, these injuries aren't helping them. Now if Barrett's out for a little while, D Rose has been struggling. It's hard to win without him. And obviously Robinson is out indefinitely. So yeah. they could be screwed. I mean, if they keep losing and if they don't sign another center, it's going to be problematic. So they got to figure things out. Uh, it's hard to be mad at the Knicks with their entire success this year. I mean, they're still in the playoffs at this moment. They, probably have a decent shot to to make it at least with the play-in scenario i mean if they're the 10 seed i mean they're right now way above that so i don't know if they'll ever get back to that lowly 10 seed but games against the t-wolves are things you gotta you gotta capitalize on i just it's unacceptable to lose to a 10-win team yeah that's unacceptable clearly and they still the knicks have a tough schedule they play the mavs tonight friday night knicks at the garden tingus makes his return we just we need better guard play. We need we need D Rose back. We need more guys that can create shots. It's not the defense. We hold Minnesota to uh, under 100 points, just like ourselves. We didn't score 100, but just still looking for some extra offense besides Randall's hard at times, especially with no D Rose on the floor. And quickly, he's been pretty inconsistent. I'm not gonna lie, the, the last couple weeks. So he needs to step it up. But uh, hopefully the Knicks can keep their playoff spot. All right, well, that has been this episode of The Bonafide Scrubs. Thank you for listening, leaving us five-star ratings and reviews. We definitely appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at The Bonafide Scrubs. Stay tuned next week for some more episodes. See you later. Peace.